0: Good morning. Thank you so much. I'm going to try to leave this here. (laughs) How's everyone doing this morning? Good. It's so, um, I'm just so honored to be here this morning with you and uh, join you. Um, Our Vineyard family comes from all over the world and it's exciting just to be present with you this morning. Uh, Luke is speaking at Central Vineyard this morning. And um, yeah, we've had a, we've been here for almost two weeks now, and it has been an amazing time just getting to know the Vineyard Pastors in New Zealand. It's a small community and family, and yeah, we're just honored to be here, so. Yeah, my husband and I are um, visiting here from Northern California, from the United States. We actually are co-pastors at the Vineyard there. Um, We've been there for three years, only three years. Um, we moved, uh, to California with our five children. Our oldest is turning 16 next week, and that is, um, I don't know about New Zealand, but, um, 16 in the U.S. is a huge birthday, so when we were organizing this trip, I said we have to be back for her 16th birthday. I would hate to miss that. So that's a new journey that we're on. Um, if you want to show the slide of my family, too, I don't know if you have it, uh, um, so 15, 13, 11. I have three girls. So please pray for Luke and I because you never know if they're gonna love you or not like you at all that day. So <laughs> every, actually every hour. So if you have any pointers for Luke and I, please just send them my way. And then I get to end up with the two boys. Uh, Sorel is nine and Soren is five. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited about just seeing this journey with them, and um, it's exciting. So before Luke and I started pastoring in California, we were actually pastoring in a vineyard church in Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin. Uh, I grew up in, I was born in Ohio, grew up in Michigan. Luke and I met in school um, in Minnesota. And then we moved to Wisconsin and started pastoring when we were 26, young 26, and we did not know what we were getting ourselves into. Uh, Luke and I have been married for almost 18 years. And uh, ever since we were dating, we were involved in some type of ministry. So God had a plan right away. So I grew up in a church that believed in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And experiencing the Holy Spirit was very normal for me. Sometimes I found it hard to share my faith with people around me because I just couldn't relate to them. I had a hard time even inviting my friends to church. Sometimes my church environment was a place of hype and emotionalism. As I grew older with my walk and I grew stronger with my relationship with God, I realized that my relationship with God didn't have to be all, all the hype all the time. You see, I'm an omnivert, a both and. Um, I am by nature an introvert. And my husband is extremely extro- extroverted, so he has taught me how to actually socialize with people and be okay with them, and be comfortable in my own skin. <laughs> uh, so I'm always trying to find the middle ground. I came to know the Vineyard in my 20s, and one thing that attracted me to the Vineyard was that most of the people that I met were normal, everyday people. They were, there was hardly a, pre- um, a pretense or a hype People were just norm- normally natural and themselves and welcoming and friendly. And that's definitely what I've experienced here this morning. Everything, everyone is so welcoming and kind. Uh, yeah, so you guys are doing a great job here. I didn't feel like anyone was super religious or hyper spiritual in my walk with the vineyard. The leaders of the churches were people that were transparent and authentic. And honest about their own lives and weaknesses. I never felt looked down upon, and that's one thing that I have um, encouraged people that join our vineyard too, is we're we're normal. Like Luke and I are normal too. We uh, we have bad days. We have bad Sundays. We even have a rule in our house that he he usually goes to church a little early. And I'm not a morning person, so I don't we don't talk in the morning because if we do, we actually fight. <laughs> so that's a rule in our family. None of our kids even know just don't even talk to mom and dad. <laughs> Maybe till after church is over. <laughs> yeah. So in the church that I grew up in, I often felt like I didn't measure up and I didn't even need to to be able to join Jesus, Jesus' ministry, because I didn't know all of this fancy theology words or didn't have a super outgoing charismatic personality. So what I did find extremely att- attractive about the vineyard was what I later learned that was one of our, our values here at the vineyard, and that was living in the supernatural, having a naturally supernatural life. You and I can be who we God created us to be. God can actually work through us, regardless of whether we're super outgoing or quiet, whether we feel comfortable on stage preaching, leading worship, or if we are just comfortable in um, to help make coffee in the morning. All of those are important, and they all—it's um, all part of the church family and working together. Not only does God love working through all of us, regardless of our personalities, our types, our personality types, He loves to help us use our unique gifts and whatever we are um, passionate about whatever God is passion gives you passion about he can use for the church and for your local community and this is how we can bless people God can use you wherever you go God can use you anywhere you can be normal your normal self and God will still use you so this morning I'd like to share a little bit about what it means to be naturally supernatural And talk about what it means to be a person following Jesus who is willing to take risks and follow the leading of the Spirit in a way that doesn't turn people off or come across um, either weird or manipulative. Because that's not what we want. So I want to share a few ways you can intentionally live your life in a naturally supernatural way. And then end by sharing some stories that I have of how being naturally supernatural can make a difference in people's lives. In the natural way God created us to breathe air, he also created us to naturally pray for the sick and be there for the needy. Amen? Yeah. When we see God moving, we can be a part of it naturally. In, a room, in this room right now, we all come from different pasts, different backgrounds, but God can use us in the supernatural way. And that's what the kingdom of God is all about. Following Jesus is about walking and living our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. If we learn to listen to the Spirit's voice and do the things that we feel the Spirit puts on our hearts, we find that, that God can keep uh, or can help us do what, we, what we, He wants us to do. This is why in the vineyard we always pray, Holy Spirit, come and help us. We can't be naturally supernatural without the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So let's talk about three ways to be naturally supernatural. I wanna make sure that this is practical and helpful for everyone here in this room. So let's think about how we can do this naturally, supernatural in our own neighborhoods. How do we demonstrate that God is living and active in our lives without turning people off because we're kind of weird sometimes? If you get two people in a room, it's gonna be weird or, or you know, not always the best situation. So how do we encourage people to communicate with, people, with God? How do we show people that God is good and he loves and cares about every single one of us? How can we be naturally supernatural? So here are three ways that we can do that. First, share your story. How many of you have heard, um, you know, just get comfortable with your story? What makes... naturally supernatural is being is just being you your story is unique and one of a kind and how how have you come to experience God's grace and learn about Jesus and enter into a relationship with him in such a unique um, and powerful way so knowing your story and sharing that story with others all around you can really be important uh, an important way of being naturally supernatural these are two things that people want to know about a church before they get, they check it out, and this is just something that Luke and I, my husband and I, have come to um, know to to be true: is will this church be safe, or it will will it be weird? It, it's a intimidating thing if you're new at the church today. Even it, you don't know what to expect. It can be scary. It can bring up emotions from your past. Um, And then will there there be people like me? That's another big thing. So your story and your personality can be really helpful to other people to feel safe and feel encouraged before they even come into the church and before they even have a relationship with God. So don't discount your story. You don't need to be like Pastor Matt uh, to be able to influence people in Jesus. Your story is just as important as mine and everyone else around here. Plus, I think that people are more likely to respond to your story than a pastor's because it really, it's really easy for normal people to dismiss because they often think that um, pastors are this prof- these professional Christians, <laughs> which we're not. <laughs> so, share your story, be your natural self. People can deny yourself, or can't, sorry, people cannot deny yourself. So share your story. Let people know how Jesus has changed your life and how serving the kingdom has added meaning to your life. Second, um, and this might be obvious to everyone too, but we need to include Jesus in every area of our lives. And I find that hard, uh, parenting five kids, um, being a pastor, and then I also work part-time. Um, my, our lives are chaos, so it's hard to, it's hard to do that. <laughs> So I think it's easy for us to think about Jesus when we're in a church building or a meeting or a small group or reading our Bible, but being naturally supernatural means bringing our faith in every space of our lives. Whether you are at home or in the office, whether you're with your friends watching cricket, which we don't have in, well, we do have in the U.S., I guess, we found out. (laughs) But I don't know know anything about cricket, but just watching cricket with your friends, um, trying to figure out the... Trying to figure out the game actually, and what <laughs> how it works. Sitting on the beach on your holiday or your vacation, we need to welcome and invite the Holy Spirit to work in whatever we're doing at that present time. So Matt like Matt said, my husband is an avid, um, addicted fly fisherman. Uh, he actually grew up in Alaska. Um, so he's been fly fishing since he's been three, and out of our five kids, I think he's tried to go fishing with each and every single one of them, and maybe that, that'll be his partner, <laughs> um, because I feel bad for the fish, so I don't go fishing <laughs> with him. <laughs> I'll stroll in the boat and uh, take beautiful pictures and videography, but uh, just handling the fish and that noise, like, ah, <laughs> it's horrible. Um, but I do encourage him. It's his soul care, uh, how he takes care of himself. But anyways, um, our youngest, our five-year-old, loves going fishing with my husband. So he finally has it. Five kids later, he has his fishing partner. Um, but anyways, um, um, so since he's a fly fisherman, that's probably made the main the main reason why he actually came here to the um, to New Zealand to work with the um, with all the. Uh, vineyard pastors here is because when we found out New Zealand was on his bucket list since he was 15 he said he read a magazine which we don't really read magazines (laughs) anymore and um, and he saw the fishing in New Zealand and ever since he's been 15 years old it's been a dream come true for him so we have been able to travel the North and South Islands and it's just it's just a beautiful place you guys have a beautiful um, environment here so that is amazing But he takes people uh, fly fishing all the time in Northern California, and that's where we live. Uh, We live right off the Sacramento River. So that's another reason why we moved to Northern California from Wisconsin, I think, too. (laughs) Um, But while he's fly fishing, he is able to lead people to Jesus with just being normal and having opportunities in small conversations. It's just that a lot of the little natural, supernatural conversations that he gets to have with those people. All while he's fishing, doing his hobby. Just think about what is your hobby? What do you love to do? What are you passionate about? And this is a great way that you can connect with people in your community. One of the places I love to invite the spirit to work is when I'm out in the yard and interacting with my neighbors. I love yard work. And we live in a little cul-de-sac. I don't know what you call them in New Zealand—a little roundabout, yeah, uh, cul-de-sac. And we live with mostly retirees, and um, so they're always in their yard, and their yard always looks amazing. <laughs> and then I have my yard, and and I always apologize for it. And they're like, they're like, it's okay, Don. You have five kids. You're running all over the place. You're super busy. And I'm like, yeah, but I have five kids. They could be helping me. <laughs> Uh, but this is one place that I've actually asked the Holy Spirit just to speak into my life and and share with our neighbors um, just a unique relationship with Jesus. I can always guarantee as soon as I go outside, I will have one neighbor outside doing yard work. One day I was chatting with one of my neighbors, and she shared with me that her what her mother was not doing well and that I could tell she was really worried about it. So I asked her if I could pray for her right there and then. We were all gross, and disgusting, and grassy, and, um, and I asked her if I could pray for her, and she let me, and uh, I just, you know, just go over that hurdle. You know, you have, I'm sure you all have relationships with your neighbors, um, but just take that next step. I encourage you, just ask them if you could pray for them. It is scary at first, but you can do it, and it's just that sim- simple. Stop what you're doing, listening to, listen to what your neighbor is saying, and ask them if you could pray for them. Now she comes over all the time and asks me to pray for her friends and her neighbors and family. And third, I think the best space for naturally supernatural stuff can happen by inviting people to eat meals with us. Would Would you agree that Jesus is the perfect example of this? I think about Jesus and how he lived his life. Jesus definitely did many miracles and amazing things like healing people and raising people from the dead, amazing, miraculous things. All of these things he did in the power of the Holy Spirit in order to demonstrate to us what being human is supposed to look like. We're supposed to be dependent on God and seek God's presence and power in our lives. And one of the things I really love about reading the gospel is seeing Jesus' life, such a naturally supernatural life. As Jesus lived in the ancient Israel, he spent time with people and preached about the kingdom of God and demonstrated what the kingdom was all about. He was constantly doing things to help people experience the type of abundant life he so longed for us to give us. And one of the most encouraging things I see in the Gospels, especially the Gospel of Luke, is how often Jesus sat down for a meal with people and that's where the ministry always happened, was just sitting right down and sharing a meal with people. Sitting around a table while enjoying food and drinks. Jesus taught about grace and extended grace to those he invited into his community. Matthew 11:19 tells us that during Jesus' earthly ministry, he came eating and drinking. While he also knew that Jesus came to seek and save the lost, people in need of grace... His way of doing that was sharing meals with them. If you look closely to the Gospel of Luke, you'll notice that Jesus constantly is having meals with people. In fact, one biblical scholar has said that the Gospel of Luke, we see Jesus either heading to a meal, at a meal, or coming from a meal. Sharing meals with people is a great way of being naturally supernatural. Have you ever noticed how sitting down with a cup of coffee or tea can make such a difference with family and friends and neighbors? It creates such a safe environment to open up and talk. And this is one of my favorite things to do since I am a uh, introvert by by choice now, I think. (laughs) This is definitely one of my favorite things to do. When I get together with couples or women for coffee, I tend to hear their whole entire story, and this is one thing I think that this is why our church has grown so fast, too, because um, we just love meeting with people and and hearing them out and hearing their gifts and their talents and their passions and how they can fit in with our community. One conversation that I had with a young woman was about um, her numerous miscarriages. You know, we're new to the community. We've only been there for three months, so... These conversations are like critical because I we don't we're still new to the community, and just hearing her about her fears and her feelings of failure, um, uh, it was it, you know just being a good friend and listening to and hearing her out. We always pray together, and now her and her husband have a beautiful one-year-old daughter. Uh, so just the power of prayer there too, and trust. So I have another story of um, being naturally supernatural. Three years ago, my husband and I were flying from California to Wisconsin. We were trying to figure out if this was the next transition that we were supposed to do. We were happy in, in Wisconsin. We bought the house of our dreams. We uh, Our kids were born there. You know, there was no re- Our church was growing. Our leadership was growing. Our church was amazing. We were very comfortable. And... Uh, we weren't intentionally ready to leave. Um, but we prayed about it. God God asked us to um, really pray about, or we started praying about the transition and what that looked like. And uh, we came across the church in Northern California. So it's 36, it was a 36-hour drive cross-country that we drove our five kids and our dog and and um, and decided to move to Northern California. And there was one time where I was, Luke and I, my husband and I, were flying uh, from California to Wisconsin. And there's two types of people on an airplane, I've noticed. Um, the, it's really good for, I'm a, since I am an omnivert, um, I, there's sometimes where I love talking to people on an airplane, or there's sometimes times where you can put your headphones on and just ignore the world. And my husband, since he is such an um, extrovert, he hates airplanes. So he acts, tries to act like an a introvert, which is very entertaining to me. <laughs> um, he likes to hide on the planes, so um, I love having conversations one on one with people on the airplanes. And there was one particular one that this one, the plane ride from um, from California to Minnesota is about four hours. And I sat, we sat down next to this woman, and and she started immediately talking to me. She started talking the entire plane ride. <laughs> I don't think I got one word in. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, she started sharing her life with me. She started sharing how, uh, she had a hard time. She, her, her and her husband were divorced. Her husband, um, her son, her older son, um, took it really hard and decided, um, that he was just going to take a break from the church. And, uh, and at this point, I didn't even tell her my life story. I didn't tell her that my husband and I were pastors. And, they loved Jesus, and but she just started going on and on and on and sharing her whole story, and um, I was able to just discern while she was talking the whole time. <laughs> I started praying for her, and um, I just at, by the end of the conversation, I just was able to encourage her that I felt the Holy Spirit tell me that her sub, her son was going to be okay, that he had a strong foundation, and um, so I was able to blurt that out and just tell her that, you know, I, I am, uh, my husband and I are pastors, and while you're talking, I've been praying for you, and I've been praying, I'll be continue to pray for your son. I prayed for him, um, and by the end of the conversation, she finally asked, um, she asked what we did for a living, and I told her, and how we were in transition of, um, from Wisconsin to California, and um and in Wisconsin, I was the children's pastor. And she interrupted me right away and she said, Oh, no, no, no. God has mighty plans for you, Don. Like, children's pastor is amazing and it's influential. And just that time with the children is so critical. Um, but she said, God has you on a new journey in, in for your um, trip to California. So that even confirmed our move to California. It was really weird how that happened. But it was naturally supernatural. It was just listening to her story um, and listening to every single word that she had. And maybe you don't get a word in, but God still used that. Um, so two and a half years ago uh, in Wisconsin, my da- my 11-year-old daughter, her name is Sadie, um, her and uh, she had this best friend and one day they were playing on the playground at school. Um, she was in third grade at the time now she's going into sixth. and um, her friends said to her, she said, uh, "Hey, Sadie, does your dad drink beer?" And, um, and Sadie was just like, "How do I answer this? My, my dad's a pastor." <laughs> and she said, "Yes, he does. Why are you asking?" And hesitating, Um, she didn't really know how to answer that question, bless her. Um, This other, one of her friends said, well, because my dad drinks beer, and your dad and my dad are so similar, and I think that they would be great friends. Um, (laughs) So she's like, we have to get our parents to meet, and your mom and my mom are so similar. We just have to get them to meet. They'll be best friends, and then we can do life together. So the moms and I, um, or the, mo- the mother and I knew each other from our baseball and softball um, games, and just, uh, they have four kids, too. And one day, uh, while well, the mother, her name is Jessalyn, her and I were, her and I were waiting for our daughters to get done with softball. And so we started chatting. We shared our stories for about an hour and a half. Um, it was a long practice. I don't know why we were there that long. Usually I'm like, oh, running and <laughs> picking up other kids. Um, but by the end of the conversation, um, I just felt an instant connection. And, and so I, I just, you know, just heard her story. She was a, a middle school teacher. And I invited her to church. And it was simple as that. And then we went on our way. And it was great getting to know her. And... Um, Besides going to youth group in high school, uh, she didn't really have a church background, so I took a risk, um, and I invited her to church. The next Sunday, which was Mother's Day, her and her husband and their four kids asked uh, Jocelyn what she wanted for Mother's Day, and she said, I just want to go to church. Let's check out the Garrity's Church. That's their last name. Um, And they've been coming to church ever since. Um, they're getting they're getting involved, and it's all because we were just normal people, um, and now they're some of our closest friends. So, so if you look at the gospels, you'll see that Jesus often taught people and encouraged others to bless people who are in need. And I think that's really great that you take the off or the baskets and just you know uh, just just be aware of that and be able to help the people in in your community. He encouraged people to take out and share what they had learned. That is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to model what we are learning and experiencing as we connect with God and encounter the Holy Spirit's presence here. So how do we start being naturally supernatural? It's easy for for me, uh, an easy way for me, is to just invite my neighbor's friends and parents to our church. While I'm sitting at my son's baseball game, I talk to other parents and I always try to invite them to church. My kids invite our neighbors all the time. They don't always take up on the invitation, but we just keep inviting them because we know that God, um, God has a plan for them and God is probably speaking to them already. So people are always one invitation away from encountering um, a relationship with God, and you might be that encounter. Um, there, are always e- there are other easy steps you can take to be naturally supernatural. Start conversations. Be good neighbors. Be kind to others. Demonstrate love and kindness to people as you deposit love and kindness to the people God brings into your life. The people that are in your lives, God has put them in there for a reason. So just always think, think of that in the back of your mind. And one last story I'll end with. Three years ago, we moved into our house in Northern California. One area I really was mourning was my relationships that I had in Wisconsin was my neighbors. I, you know, I'm a, as an introvert, I'm home a lot, um, and we invite people to our house a lot. Our house is always open. But I always had a strong relationship with all my neighbors. Um, all of our neighbor and so that was one thing that God blessed us with in, in California too is these amazing. They're all like grandparents. We have a couple a couple other young families now in our little cul-de-sac, but they're all grandparents to my kids. They love um, buying the chocolates from all the school projects and stuff. So I'm very really thankful for that that God even helped us with that and answered a prayer of that. So they're helpful with our kids and super friendly. One of our neighbors is a young couple with three young children. They live right behind us. There's a field behind us. And I had been praying for a couple, for probably a couple years for this couple um, in my prayer time. And I, wanted, I kept asking the Holy Spirit, how can, I, how can I build a relationship with this couple? They're younger than us. Um, their kids are younger than us, too. So I didn't really see them in a whole lot of sporting events. Uh, but finally, their son was on my ba- my son's baseball team a couple years ago, so we would sit by each other at our at our baseball games, and I'd even invite the husband to church a few times. And every time I would ask him if you know, do you go to church anywhere? And um, he had a he was just struggling with um, his relationship with God and his experiences with church in the past. And every time he would say, oh, me, go to church, I don't think so, Don, like, no way. <laughs> he said that for about a year. <laughs> uh, last summer, we had um, two tragic fires in Northern California. I don't think it, I don't know if you heard about them, but yeah, in, um, near in Shasta, the Shasta Mountain and then, um, and then Paradise Fire, and we are right in the middle of both of those. So our community was, you know, and it all happened within a month of time, um, and it was all summer long, too. So we were right in the... I always say we're in a bowl, we were, but it's not accurate. We were just surrounded by mountains, and we were right in the middle of it. So all summer, last summer, we, there was just smoke everywhere. You know, my kids played outside maybe for an hour with face masks. <laughs> it's really horrible and terrifying. Um, so um, last summer, when those two tragic fires took place, our church um, decided... We were praying about it. As soon as it happened, uh, we came together with a team, and we opened, decided to open up our church um, as an evacuation center as well as a distribution center. And people, this was a place for people to get food and toiletries and anything and anyth- everything that you could think of. Red Bluff, our city, um, as well as the surrounding cities all around our church, in more, than, more ways than one, um, they helped us, and I couldn't explain, uh, just, I love how the communities come together, and even with your tragic things that happen here and earthquakes, like, it's just amazing how the community comes together and builds each other up and helps. Um, so anyways, our neighbors were actually, this young couple that I was talking about earlier, they were a part of uh, this this group of people that they're under their in, under their 30s, and it was if you're if you're under 30, you can be part of this group. And so my husband and I are 40, and he was he was trying to get involved in this 30 year old club, and and they were saying, no, you're way too old for it. <laughs> uh, so, um, so we one day we had a we had a conversation with them um, with this couple our neighbors, and we they asked how can we help uh, this, this group of 30 or this group of 30 year olds, how can we help? How can we be a part of what your church is doing? So that was just the in with them. And, um, after they text my husband and I, we, we were so excited and so thankful for this group. Um, they came in and they bought cups and coffee and, uh, helped out for two weeks in our church. It was open to the community and how we could help. So they were part of all those shifts. So this eventually led them to see that people in our church weren't all weird or judgmental or hypocritical or manipulative, and that they are now part of our church community. And they're loving Jesus. Their kids are excited about church, and they're they're learning and growing too. Um, yeah, so it's it's just amazing. Yeah, and this is um, just part of how the community can love. Uh, our church community can love our, our normal our, our everyday communities too so um, let's stand and I want to thank you guys for having me here this morning um, I hope that um, some of the things that I shared today they're simple they're they're practical and um, They're just simple steps that you can take to build your relationship with God and the Holy Spirit and invite the Holy Spirit into your lives and do naturally supernatural things.